Good evening and welcome to E-Bible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 16 of Revelation chapter 7, and we're going to be reading verses 15 through 17. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, uh, we've been going through these verses for the last few studies, and we saw in verse 16 that the reference to hungering and thirsting no longer has to do with seeking righteousness because the great multitude, which are the last of God's elect to become saved, once they were saved, they obtain the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ and 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 therefore they no longer hungered and thirsted after righteousness. And uh, because they were saved and had Christ's righteousness as a cloak, as a covering over sin, they did not have the sun fall upon them, nor any heat. And that's language referring to the wrath of God. But now we're in verse 17, which says, For the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And of course, the Lamb in the midst of the throne is Jesus himself, the Lamb of God, that taketh away the sins of the world, the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world and made payment for the sins of his people, including this great multitude, before the world began or or from the world's foundation. And here, uh, as we've noted previously, this uh, passage is describing... God's elect who come out of great tribulation because verse uh, 15 spoke of this great multitude serving him day and night and that's a time reference. Therefore there must be time on earth. There is no time in heaven in eternity future. There is no night there the Bible says. And and so uh, we've been able to see how verses 15 and 16 um, apply to God's elect living on the earth during the day of judgment. Now, what about verse 17? Is the Lord Jesus, the Lamb in the midst of the throne, going to feed them? Is he going to feed the great multitude? And and right away, our ears perk up, or, or really they should, because this language matches exactly what we have learned from John 21. Remember the Gospel of John, the, the fourth Gospel, and the last chapter. And and keep in mind that John 20, as John 20 concluded in verses 30 and, and 31, uh, there it said, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written 
that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Now that would be just a wonderful point to end the Gospel of John. But God did not end John's Gospel there. He gave another chapter, John 21. And in this very interesting chapter, it's unlike anything else in the other Gospels, uh, this addendum, this additional information that God gives us in John 21 concerning a fishing expedition. And at first they caught nothing, and then at the direction of the Lord Jesus, they let down their net, and and there was a great catch of fish. We read in verse 5 of John 21, Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. That is a great multitude. And then it goes on to say in verse 7, Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. You see how God is emphasizing the multitude of the catch of fish, and and that it was a great catch of fish. And we have a picture of a great multitude. And, uh, and the Bible likens men to fish. Remember Jesus at the beginning of his ministry. When he chose his, his apostles, he said to some of them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They had been fishermen. And, and so it was, well, it, it was, uh, something to say to them that they would understand that, that would make sense to them. And yet it also has spiritual application where you'll be fishers of men. That is, men are like fish. And here is 153. That's 9 times 17. Or to break down the number 9 a little further, 3 times 3 times 17 equals 153. And and as we have learned, numbers in the Bible have spiritual meaning. And here the number 3 points to the purpose of God. It is God's purpose, and this is doubled, that this great catch of fish, which typify God's elect, they represent those that God have saved out of the world, that they be brought to heaven, as the number 17 
in the Bible identifies with heaven. And, and so here we have the great multitude, just as we had it in Revelation chapter 7. We, we saw the picture as God gave, gave that glorious picture of a great multitude clothed in white, um, as they had their robes washed in the blood of the Lamb, and they were before the throne of God and serving Him day and night in His temple. And, and that is a picture of the great multitude coming out of great tribulation as May 21, 2011 ended the 23-year great tribulation period and, and serving God on the earth in the day of judgment. Now here too, we have the great multitude brought to the Lord Jesus, just as that great multitude was before the throne of God, where the Lamb was in the midst of the throne. The, the great multitude were brought to the Lord Jesus. And here in John 21, the great catch of fish, three times three times 17, 153 are brought to the Lord Jesus. Well then, that ends it. That completes God's um, gospel, the gospel of John. Now God has brought the great catch of fish. There's no more to be said. There's no more to be done. This is where God will end it. No, he does not end the gospel of John there. After uh, telling the disciples to come and dine, then uh, Jesus begins to speak to them in verse 14 of John 21. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. Well, now we shouldn't miss that either. Three times, three times, 17, the number of fish. And it's the third time that he's showing himself to the disciples. Again, God is emphasizing, this is my purpose. This is something that is according to my will. Uh, it is my purpose that these things take place, that this will be done. And, and it says in verse 15, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. And then in verse 16, He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? Now, uh, once again, this is, of course, not all that incredible because this is the Bible. It's how God writes his word. And when he wants to emphasize a particular truth, well, uh, he'll he'll pull out all stops on occasion to make sure we don't miss it. Remember the number of fish? Three times, three times, 17. God's purpose doubled. Then it was the third time Jesus had shown himself. And now he says to Peter, three times... 
Three times the question is asked, Lovest thou me? Three times Peter responds, Thou knowest that I love thee. Three times Christ in turn answers, Feed my sheep, feed my lambs, which basically is saying the same thing. So that's a series of three with within these statements to Peter. Jesus addressing Peter asked the question three times. Peter, in response, answers the question three times. Jesus, in turn, responds again three times. Three, three, three. Are you wondering, perhaps, what is God's purpose for you during these days of judgment, during this time period after the tribulation, when the evangelization program of God is finished, when all of God's elect have been found, when the lost sheep of the house of Israel are no longer lost, they're all found, they're all gathered together before the throne of God, all of the elect are safe and secure. Are you wondering what it is that God would have you to do? What is God's purpose for your life at this time and for my life? What is God's will for you and for me as we live on the earth in the day of judgment? Are we just to struggle through? Are we just to endure uh, by the skin of our teeth? Are we just to hold on for dear life and get through the day and make it to another day? Well, uh, we, we are to continue to endure, and we can only do that by the grace of God. We're not to go back. We're not to return to church. We're not to return to former doctrine. We're not to turn back from following the Lord Jesus Christ. But more than that, God gives us some positive commands. He tells us what we are to do, what our task is, what our job is, what our business is during this time period, what we should be using our resources to accomplish. That is our time and our effort and our finances. The things that we would have done to carry out the the task of getting the gospel out to the world in order that the lost sheep of the house of Israel be found, that is, that they become saved while it was the day of salvation, while now we are to use our time, our resources, our finances, and our complete effort to feed the sheep, to feed the sheep that God has gathered together, that that he has saved. This is the purpose of God. And this idea of feeding sheep is not as exciting or dramatic. It's not as interesting to some people. They despise it. They feel it's beneath them. It's not worthy of of service. And, well, uh, uh, I'm sorry if anyone feels that way. Uh, I'm very sorry if anyone feels that 
uh, they know better than God, that they know what is worthy of effort, and they know what is worthy of of labor and and of putting their effort into something. They they know better than God. They're wiser than God. They know that yes, it was a wonderful and worthy endeavor to utilize their resources and and to give up their life in service to the Lord Jesus and getting the gospel out to the world in order to warn them so that God might reach out and save his elect. That was truly something worthy for them to do. But this task, oh no, this, this doesn't qualify. This doesn't meet their expectation. Uh, this is somehow beneath them. And, and of course, uh, this isn't true. This isn't true. Uh, not if we are thinking properly. Not if, uh, we're, we're not thinking too highly of ourselves. If we're thinking as we ought to think, and we realize that we ourselves are nobody, that we're, we're, um, not the one that determines uh, the the task we're not the one that plots the course we're not the one that decides what the people of God ought to do or or which direction the gospel is to head we're not the ones that make those kinds of decisions we are sinners that have been uh, saved by the grace of God and and only by his grace we're deserving of nothing we have earned nothing and and we're certainly not the one in charge it is not our decision what kind of gospel is to be preached and what the object and and the target of that gospel is to be god determines these things and he has as the great multitude is brought in typified by this catch of fish and then there, there is this discussion with his disciples and the Lord Jesus lays it out three times in a series of threes. Don't miss this. This is my purpose for you in this post-tribulation time after the great multitude is brought in. Feed my sheep. This will reveal whether or not you truly love me. This will be an indicator of your love because love is not a feeling in the Bible. No, the, the Bible doesn't define love as, as an emotional feeling. Love is an act of obedience. Love is action. If you love me, keep my commandments. Even if you may not fully understand my commandments, even if we're entering into a time wherein the commandment of God is unlike anything he's commanded previously, and nonetheless, your role and my role as a servant of the Lord who serve him day and night in his temple is to keep his commandments. And the commandment is very specific, and the commandment is very direct, and it leaves no room for discussion. It is a command to feed the sheep, 
to feed the great multitude. And, and that's what we see in Revelation chapter 7. For the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. But it says the Lamb will feed them. Why do we have to feed them? Because the Lord Jesus accomplishes His purposes through His people. And even though it's the true believers who carry the truth from the Bible at this time and share information from the Word of God and disperse that information widely to to all because we don't know who God saved and, and we don't know exactly where the sheep are. So we're basically in the same position as we were in the day of salvation when we didn't know who were God's elect. We had to share with everyone and and God would use his word to find those lost sheep. Well, now, similarly, we have to share with everyone so God will use his word to feed those sheep that are now found. And and this is uh, what God would have us to do. It, it is the purpose of God. And as we accomplish this task, and as the child of God is faithful... And uh, as God moves within us to will and do of his good pleasure, finally, it, it will be said, the Lord Jesus fed his sheep. He did it through his people, just as he uh, has um, done everything else through his people. And how beautiful are the feet of them that carried good tidings of the gospel, and yet, uh, in one place it says how beautiful are the feet of him as the believers went forth with the word of God into the world they are the ones that that physically carried the word yet Christ is the one that was moving and and uh, enabling them and opening doors and and causing this to happen and and therefore uh, it was him doing it and likewise now, as we do whatever we can, and as God gives opportunity accordingly, and and we uh, endeavor to feed the sheep, finally it will be the Lord Jesus feeding his sheep. And uh, this word feed is Strong's number 4165. It's the same word as found in 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 7. And there it says, Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? The word feedeth. And that's uh, the word feed in Revelation 7.17 that he will... Again, as it says, the lamb in the midst of the throne shall feed them. Well, it's a word that is used to describe the feeding of the flock, just as in John 21, verse 16. Oh, by the way, only one of those three times that Christ said to, to Peter, um, lovest thou me? And, and then Jesus would say, feed my sheep. Only once is the word feed the same Greek word as as found in Revelation 7.17, and that's in verse 16 of John 21. 
We also have in 1 Peter 5, in verse 2, Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Again, feed the flock. So we can definitely see the connection between the language of Revelation 7, and it's really amazing, as the great multitude is before God, they're brought before the Lord Jesus Christ, and he begins to feed them. It's really uh, parallel to John 21 and the great catch of fish, and then the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not a request, not um, an option uh, of many options, but, but one command, one directive to each child of God to feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep three times, indicating the purpose of God for these days after that tribulation.